You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. It's been a long time since we've been doing this podcast. Uh, It's been like a month since we put out an episode, guys, but... uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here. It's Friday night. We've never recorded on a Friday night. Uh, so I think this has the chance to get a little out of hand here. So how have you guys been? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good, Justin. It's been an interesting last couple, month and a half since we recorded. You had the NBA Finals, Major League Baseball, some good times in sports right now. Getting ready for some football season, though. You guys enjoying your summer vacation so far? absolutely always fun you know, it, always fun to spend time at the lake you know it, it's kind of weird you know as long as we've been doing this this is our 134th episode and we've never taken a break from the podcast <clears throat> this long before you know uh what six weeks now yeah this, that's crazy you know <clears throat> i really enjoyed my time away but you know, as the magazines start coming in college football magazines phil Steele, Athlon, lindy's you know all these magazines are coming in. You know, I'm getting that college football fever. I know you guys are getting it. So uh, what magazines are you getting, Derek? I've gotten everyone that has Adrian Martinez on the cover. All of them then, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, uh, Tyler, are you buying into all the hype that all these magazines are putting out? Because a lot of these magazines, you know, they are very favorable for the Huskers this coming season. You know, winning the division. Uh, I don't. I don't know about you know winning the conference, but just winning the division, which is huge, especially coming off of back to back four and eight seasons. I mean, Tyler, what are you do, thinking about this hype? Yeah, well, you know, I go back and forth on it. You know, I, I'm excited. I mean. You cannot be a Husker fan right now and not be excited about what this football season is going to bring. You know, I mean, all the talk about what Adrian Martinez and this team could accomplish this season. I mean, this is the most hype we've had. You know, you have to go back to probably 2012 until this much hype went into a season uh, from the national media. But then I sit there and say, I watched this team go four and eight, two seasons in a row. Like I sat there and I watched every second of this football team. I, I I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic, I guess is what you define me as right now, but I have a hard time going all in. Like some of these national reporters have done with this team. Derek, is this hype justified in any way? Sure. Yeah. I mean, for the last two years, you guys told me to back my expectations off because all the experts kept telling me to back them off. So now they're telling me to pick them up. Why shouldn't I pick them up? So let's talk about these expectations. Not only with these magazines right now, we've we've seen some Vegas over unders right now on the win total at eight and a half. Uh, based off of you know the the magazines and Vegas, does that further boost your expectations, Derek? Then. Uh, I don't know if it furthers them. I, my expectations are about the same as what they have been. I, it's fun to read about Nebraska and have what everybody's anticipating us actually being. At the end of the day, I, I don't think my expectations change any. I, it would be nice to win the division. I don't know if that necessarily means just because they're getting picked that they're going to, though. You know, Derek, we, as long as we've been talking about 
college football and Husker football, which is basically all of our life, right? I mean, you've always been a nine and three type of a guy, you know, a nine win guy. Is what's what's different about this year, though? Well, I don't see any difference. I'm still a nine win guy. I think we win nine or probably nine. No, games. I, I, I mean, so so what do you mean? What's different? I mean, my 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 standards haven't changed. I still think we're a nine win team this year. I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying is you're, you're pretty consistent. You, it doesn't matter what the year is. You, you think that we can get nine wins every year. Uh, Tyler, so w- w- what about you? Well, I mean, nine wins are on the table. I mean, you know, you know, nine wins became the standard under Bo Pelini. I mean, I, I don't remember talking about nine wins meaning shit until Bo Pelini was here. And then that guy started doing it every single year. Uh, you know, before that, I remember the talk is 10 wins was always a number, but now all of a sudden nine wins is a number, um, you know, going into this season, I mean, that it's on the table, but I think that's a lofty goal. Derek, you're totally totally wrong. Tom Osborne started the nine win seasons. He won nine wins every season. He was here. That was, that was the standard because Tom Osborne won nine wins. That's how the standard got started with nine wins. Unfortunately, unfortunately with Tom Osborne, we played less games. So the nine win seasons looked a lot better for him with, with playing only 11 games rather than 12 or 13. Right. Well, okay, for the people that are closer to my age bracket, you know, when we grew up under Tom Osborne, uh, um, you, know, I, I was, you know, I was eight when we won our first national title. Um, I, I don't remember college football. I don't remember nine wins being Tom Osborne's thing. When I grew up, really? I, it, 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 I, no, I mean, I remember us being a 10 win team. Like I never 10, 11 wins. I mean, my first, first football memories was 93. I, oh, you know, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't, again, nine wins was an eighties thing. Like, Oh, we win nine wins. And every uh, Osborne got crushed for that. Yeah, and then Solich came in and he did his thing, and then Nine Wins really resurrected itself when all of a sudden all the stats came out about all the teams that win Nine Wins, and Bo Pelini was one of the few. That that's where the Nine Wins resonates with me is Bo Pelini. I guess that's fair from that perspective. You know, I mean, Tom Osborne he did take the program to a new level in the nineties. I mean, it was just utter do- domination. All throughout there, so nine wins in the nineties was considered a down year. So I, I do get that, Tyler, uh, based off there. But you know, but what Derek is saying is also true because Tom Osborne never lost less than nine games any given year throughout his whole coaching thing. So that still uh, shows its weight, and we don't win nine games very often anymore. You know, since Bo Pelini's been gone, which is sad. But I, I think we're going to get there. Thanks, Mike uh, I want to bring. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Scott Frost. Yeah, thanks, thanks, bud, for the first year, great year. Uh, but I want to talk about the preseason magazines because I've been eating these up, reading them. You know, whether it's in the bathroom, airports, or wherever I may be. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's your favorite magazine so far, Dark? Because I know you're buying lots of them. Uh, Phil Still is always probably number one. I mean. You're going to get way more information, as far, especially when it comes to stats. And you know I'm more of a stats type of guy, so I like to read the stats. Uh, if you're wanting a good read, though, I think Athlon's is a little better. I think they go a little more in-depth with the teams and give you a little more to read. 
But who am I going to trust more? Probably Phil still at the end of the day. Yeah. Tyler, you have any thoughts on your favorite magazines? You know, I, I, Derek kind of named the two. You know, Athlons is like a good read. It, it's entertainment. Phil Steele is an encyclopedia. Yeah. And, and I could, I, I, I will tell you, I will buy Athlon and I will look at it preseason and then I could just throw it away once the season starts. I will p- pull my Phil Steele magazine out even midway through the season. That thing, it's an encyclopedia. I, I reference it. Um, almost every week prepping for the podcast. I, I love it. I love the roster breakdowns. You know, I, 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 I am a, I'm a feel still disciple in that regard. Yeah. And that's very fair there. You know, Athlon, they do a great job. It's a great overview, you know, just something to expect. But if you want in-depth stats, it's Phil Steele all the way. I mean, that's, that's something that carries me throughout the season. Where Athlon is, you know, you're right. Once the season starts, I'll probably never, ever reference it ever again. It's just something to read while, you know, you're just sitting around. Uh, but, you know, back to these expectations, you know, with with all the hype that all these magazines have been given us, uh, you know, winning the division, you know, nine, ten wins, what, what have you, you know, it, it started uh, – Made me think, you know, looking at our schedule this year, how many of these games are we going to be in dogfights in? And how many will result in, uh, you know, the, the final score being within a touchdown? You know, how many games? So we did a poll question about this earlier this week, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. And the poll question was looking at the 2019 Husker schedule. How many games do you think will be decided by seven points or less? And the answers were four or less, five or six, seven or eight, or nine or more. And uh, should I give the results now, or do you guys want to do this breakdown? I'll answer for you. We'll just give the results now, because I'll probably forget anyway. Uh, The results were four or less. 47% of the votes picked four or less. Uh, 31% had five or six games decided by seven or less. 14% had seven or eight, and 8% nine or more. So what I would like to do here is just kind of go game by game here without ex- without giving our win or loss for the game. Let's just kind of discuss these opponents, and let's see if you guys think that these games will be decided within seven points. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. So, so first game here, and I let me grab my pen so I can tally up these scores. South Alabama, Tyler. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I think this has got to be the easiest game on the schedule. I think Nebraska wins big. Um, I don't really got much to add on this game. Obviously, we'll do a bigger breakdown when it comes. But you know, this is a good prime to the season. I think the spread opened at thirty-four points. And I think that's a good number. I think that's about the victory. I don't know if I'd bet that game either way, but I, I, I think Nebraska, this is going to be the nice warm-up game to the season. Derek? Absolutely. I mean, if you're not beating these guys by four touchdowns, everyone in the house is going to say the walls are caving in because we just can't hardly beat South Alabama. So they need to win by four touchdowns or more at least. Yeah, and I'm with you guys on this, you know. And I, I text you guys out that uh, 
the the spread a couple nights ago or whatever it was. So it was thirty four points, and I, I was actually shocked that it was that high. Are you guys shocked that that game is thirty four points? Not really. I mean, even as bad as we were last year, as far as record goes, South Alabama was atrocious. I mean, they were three and ten, and or, or three and nine, and what the Sun Belt Conference. I mean, yeah. I, it was pretty bad, and it, they don't have a lot coming back by the sounds of it, and they just they just can't compete with a big team. I don't think. Yeah, I guess at this point, whether we're bickering over you know twenty eight points or thirty five point win, you know. It doesn't matter. It, it'll be a domination. Well, it, it just we talked about magazines, but Phil still has South Alabama finishing last in the Sun Belt. Yeah. So I mean, th- this is uh, as easy of a home opener as Nebraska's had in a long time. I mean, I, I honestly, I was trying to look back on this and try to think of the last time we had such an easy home opener, and it, I, I honestly can't think of it. I, it's been a while, so well, I mean. In 2016, we had a 43-10 win over Fresno State. Yeah, but Fre- it's Fresno State, and maybe and I you can't go back and say I remember that game or remember what that Fresno State team was. But there's something to be said about Fresno State. I mean, they've been a relevant college football team for the last sure. 15 years. I mean, again, I think this is the easiest home opener we've had in a long time. Obviously, last year we didn't get Akron, which may have been a pretty easy game, but uh, or it may yeah. have been a loss. Well, Justin is a hater, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he thinks we would have lost that game. But uh, I do not. I think we'd have won that game. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a really good opener, and we should see the full explosion of what this offense could bring. All right, so let's uh, take it to at Colorado the following week. Uh, this is a game that there's a lot of drama behind. You know, Boulder they want to keep Nebraska fans out. Uh, I don't know if they're going to succeed or not, but this is a game here where, my God, it's it's like a payback game here, Derek. What do you think here? Is this a one-touchdown game? Well, first thing they did, they did wrong was telling a Husker fan what not to do. This is like telling a teenager not to stay out too late. Like, now we just want to do that. Really? So now everybody wants to go to this game just to shut you guys up. So it was dumb of them to try and motivate Nebraska fans to travel more than we already do. Uh, like, look, last year's game was uh, an anomaly to me because we outplayed these guys. We played, I mean, we literally played better than these guys through the whole game, with the exception of the stupid mistakes. Like, we had some turnovers that shouldn't have had that we needed to fix. We had some penalties that killed us, and if it wasn't for those two things, we destroyed those. We would destroy those guys. Uh, so I'm hoping this year with having a game under our belt, we don't have we can have some of that fixed before going into Colorado, and I think we'll we'll beat Colorado pretty easy. Hey, we're not talking about wins or losses here, buddy. We're just talking about is this a game within seven points? No, okay, no. All right, Tyler. Yeah, I'm with Derek. I mean, I think you look at Colorado and, and their strength as their receiving core, and I'm really confident in our defensive backs, especially at the cornerback position. Um, I I I know there's a lot of people that think Colorado on the road, yeah, this is going to be a close game, and I, I think there's some people out there that think this could be a game we lose. Guys, if we lose this game, and obviously we're not making predictions, this is going to be a long year for the Huskers. This is a game I think we win. I don't think it's 
entirely that close. I know we're not doing predictions all the way across, but like Derek says, it's kind of hard for me to say I don't think it's going to be a close game and not at least tip my hat that I think Nebraska is going to win. Subject to change, of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm with you guys. It's This is a game that's the revenge factor is in. It will not be within seven. Well, but let me ask you. Okay, so not within seven, greater than 21. God, I want it to be, right? We all want it to be. We we want that. Shit, we want it to be 40 points. If we well, could, uh, right? we want it to be, but do you think it? I, I'm going to lean towards no. I, I would, too. I, the only reason I, I say I, that I is Nebraska's to... track record on the road for the last five years has been atrocious. So I'm going to say we don't fix that in our first road game this year. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm with y'all. I'm with you, Derek. Same page right here. I, I can't wait till we do our predictions here because it's going to be fun, but I definitely over seven. All right, let's talk about this Northern Illinois game that got Mike Riley fired. Uh, what do you think about this one, Derek? It's another revenge game, guys. You guys might think that's nice, kind of dumb to think about, but you think these seniors that got embarrassed by these by this Northern Illinois team, or even the juniors who were probably sitting on the bench at that time, and they had to duck their, head, their tails between their legs and walk away from Northern Illinois, you think they don't remember this game? Oh, these boys are going to come out playing hard, I think. I think they're going to be hitting hard. And I, I don't see this game being within seven points e- either. I think this is probably a lopsided victory. Tyler. Yeah, I, I, this is a game that's interesting. It's a game before we get in the Big Ten play. Um, you know, Northern Illinois is, I think they're a tricky team. This is a game I could see it be a little bit closer. Is it within a touchdown? I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I could lean that way. I think this is going to be a game that's a little bit tougher. Um, yeah, I, I do think this is going to be a closer. I think this is going to be the toughest non-conference game we have is Northern Illinois. Yeah. So does that... It, if, if that means within a touchdown, I don't quite know, but I do think this is going to be the toughest non-conference game we have. For for some reason, I, I'm with you on this. I think between South Alabama and what Colorado is bringing, I think this could be the most challenging non-conference game on Nebraska's schedule. But that's not to say that it's going to be close. I still don't think it's going to be close, but uh, it'll be more challenging. But, yeah, the Northern Illinois, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. This game will not be within seven. God damn, this is hard, right? To say that. <laughs> Try not to give our picks away, but, you know. You know, so to recap the non-conference schedule, none of us believe that any of these non-con games will be within seven points. Yeah, I mean, I think the game that, that the closest is, I, I, I could see the Northern Illinois game being like a 10-point game. It wouldn't shock me if we won by a touchdown. It, it really wouldn't. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I, I think there's a lot going into that third game. But, I yeah, I, I think we're all on the same page that this should be a pretty, you know, worry-free non-conference schedule. Yeah. All right. Uh, so to continue this non-worry first four games, at Illinois, Derek. I I think Illinois is going to be a bit improved this year. I think on the road, I think this is a, this this to me would be more worrisome than Northern Northern Illinois. I I think it'll be a probably a closer game than what most people are going to anticipate. Uh, 
But I still don't think it's within the seven points. I think it's probably still a 10 to 17 point game. Tyler. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. I think this is a game. I, I honestly think Northern Illinois is a better team than Illinois. Um, I know it's on the road. Illinois, I think, will be better than they've been. Um, I think they could go bowling this year, but I, I think opening up the conference schedule, I just think that the you know the way I see the season playing out, we'll have a little bit of a letdown against Northern Illinois, a little bit closer than we want. I think we come out fired up. I Yeah, I, I think this is a game that it, it, I don't see this being within a touchdown. I think this is a game we win comfortably. Well, Illinois, they're finally starting to get some guys in there. So they're a couple years away from that. But, you know, I think Illinois' defense might be something to worry about. Not not really worry about, but they're going to be definitely improved. Uh I don't think it'll be within seven points, but it's going to be a lot closer than last year's game, I think. Uh, So, moving on to Ohio State, the team that we were so close last year to knocking off, you know, uh, five points. Five points is what separated that game. Ryan Day is in his first year with Urban Meyer retiring. What do you think about this one, Derek? No, oh, I don't know what to think of this one. New, new quarterback, new system for for the quarterback, new coach. Uh, I, I know they kind of just reload, but with a new coach in place, you have to worry about it. it's a little bit of uh, lag in the team. I, this is probably a close game. This this one's probably within seven to me. This is probably one, one of them that I would definitely say was within seven. I don't know who I would pick to win this game. Tyler, do you agree? I don't. I th- I don't think this is going to be within a touchdown, um, and not favorable for Huskers. I mean, they have Miami <laughs> of Ohio the week before. Um, I you know I think you know we'll be leading up to this with a road game uh, against Illinois. I I don't anticipate the Huskers probably playing the best. I think Ohio State will have a little bit of a they'll, they'll be prepared this year. I think they're going to be ready to come in the Lincoln. I, unfortunately for us, I don't think this is a t- within a touchdown game, but um, you know, I don't think we're going to get blown out by any stretch, but I, I, I do think this is a game that unfortunately we're going to see our first loss of the season, and it won't be a, a nail-biter for the Huskers. Uh, you got a rebuttal by Derek here. All right. So you're sitting here telling me that Illinois is going to be a bye week and we're not going to have any problems with them, and then you're sitting here talking about uh, Ohio State having an easy game. Well, if we have an easy game, why can't we prepare for them too? Well, I, I don't think I didn't say we're going to have a bye week. I just don't think it's going to be. I, I I will tell you this: if, if you tell me you want to make a bet right now, Derek, who wins more more comfortably, Ohio State against Miami of Ohio or us against Illinois? I will take Ohio State against Miami of Ohio, and I'll bet you whatever you want to bet that that that. Ohio State wins more comfortably than we win. Well, I, obviously I'm not going to take that bet because I'm just going to talk about how not. tough I think the Illinois game is going to be. But you're sitting here telling me that I'm wrong because you think it's going to be a cakewalk and we're not going to have any problems. You did. You said it was, we won't have any problems with this. We're going to come in motivated I, after struggling with Northern Illinois and we're just going to walk all over Illinois is what you just told me. I, 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 I think that will be a two-and-a-half, three-touchdown game I think Ohio, Miami of Ohio is going to be a 
fifty point blowout by Ohio State. I I think it's not even apple. They're at home. It's not even apples and oranges. The difference in that game. We won't beat a team. I don't think we'll beat a team all year the way that Ohio State's going to beat Miami of Ohio. Well, keep in mind that my Ohio State struggled defensively last year, and I don't know that that's going to improve overnight. And they only have four returning starters on offense. Let's not let's not crown them as like king shit just yet. Like they got a long road ahead of them too. I think. I I I, I will tell you that I believe Ohio State may be in line with Michigan. Coin flip is the second best defense of the Big Ten. This year. I think they're going to be much better on that end of the football. All right, so just to recap here for Ohio State, uh, Tyler, you say what? No, not within a touchdown. Not within a touchdown? And Derek, you think we are within a touchdown? What about Correct? you, Justin? Yes. Okay. I do not think it's going to be within a touchdown. I, I just don't think – I think last year Nebraska got extremely lucky to play within a touchdown of them. I know this game is at home. Uh, I just think that we are not quite there yet to where this game will be within seven. I, I'm not saying it's going to be you know 21 by no means, but within one possession – that's, I think that's a tall order. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But at the end of the day, without a win, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a one point loss or an eight point loss to me, right? Derek, you're laughing. Why? Because <laughs> yeah. you guys are going the complete opposite of what we sounded like we were talking about last night. You guys sounded like I was a fool for thinking we were going to be four or less, but nobody's picked a game within the seven points except for me. We're well, five games well, through. Well, well, well. Well, let's keep going. We'll see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. I mean, we, we still got seven games left, Derek. All right, I guess. I mean, it just seems a little absurd to me that we're going to destroy for the first four teams, get destroyed in the, set of the fifth game, and then all of a sudden we're just going to have seven point or less games for the rest of the year. But okay, let's go. Hey, we're let's not there it. yet. We don't know. You right, don't do know what my answers are. Let's do it. Don't you project... All right, Derek, going back to you for Northwestern the following week. Oh, this one's tough. Uh, because it's in Lincoln, it's always a close game in Lincoln. I'm going to stick with the S on this one. It'll be within seven points because it's Northwestern. They always play us tough no matter what. And, again, that one could probably go either way. Uh, we'll we'll get into predictions later but or another week. But I think, this yes, this will be within seven points. Tyler, I do not. I I think uh, I I just don't see this game being that close. I I think Northwestern is uh due for it. I mean, it's hard to say Northwestern is ever going to be down, but I you know I I've been kind of bullish on what Pat Fitzgerald has done in the past. I just I I for some reason I just don't see it this year. I think this is a game where um, coming off of a loss, as I predict, I think we come out and we play some good football. At that point in the season, I, I don't think this will be with a touchdown. I like uh, our chances to win comfortably. Um, maybe one of our better victories of the year. We're not doing wins or losses, Tyler. Damn it. Come on. Well, well, I'll stop doing what, wins what and do losses you, here shortly. What do you consider down for Northwestern, I guess? Because it's not that many years removed that they just had a 5-7 and seven season. Like, that's not good. No, but I, I do think this is a year that they could be 
that five and seven team this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I haven't gone to the that. record. I haven't done that yet. So, uh, shit. For all I know, when we do our conference predictions, I'll have them eight and four. But right now, just kind of my initial thing on their talent coming back. You know, I I just I, I just don't see it. I just don't see the talent this year. I, I there's nothing about that team I like. Five star quarterback. Exactly. I, I want to ask you that. Just one quick question. Just a little discussion here. How come the five star quarterback that's at Ohio State is getting all the praise in the world and being called one of the best quarterbacks in the conference with never playing a college snap, and yet this five star at Northwestern is just a shit bag? Yeah, I mean, I, that's a that's a fair point. It's I mean, a fair question. It, it's because he went to play for Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, North. Pat Fitzgerald, he never gets any credit. I mean, everybody says that, oh, I love Pat Fitzgerald. He's a great coach. But Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald, they never get benefit of the doubt. Even when they are winning the division, they're still not getting due credit. It's absolutely crazy. But everybody loves Pat Fitzgerald. They just don't want to give him any credit. It's crazy. Derek? Hot take here. Pat Fitzgerald is my PJ Fleck. I hate that guy. Why? Because he's a douchebag. I just don't like him. But what makes him a douchebag? I don't know. The same thing that makes PJ Fleck a douchebag. He just he just drives me nuts. I can't stand listening to the guy talk. I don't, I don't think he's a good, as good of a coach as everybody talks about him being. He goes 5-7 and seven every other year. That's not that great of a coach. You sound better to me. Tyler, do you like Pat Fitzgerald? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I love Scott Frost. Um, you know, obviously, I'm glad he's at Nebraska, but I'll tell you, when we got rid of Mike Riley, if we didn't get Scott Frost and we would have got Pat Fitzgerald, I would have still been celebrating, man. He, he's, a, he's a damn good football coach. I, I would not have been upset if we had landed him, you know. I mean, not my first choice, second choice, or third choice, but, I mean... If it's that or Mike Riley, I mean, <laughs> come on, who are you guys taking? Okay, well that's not and De- fair. And Derek, because I would Patrick take. I would, I would and, take. And Northwestern hasn't gone five and seven since 2014. Like, I mean, it's been a while since they were that bad. I mean, yeah. they, they have. Yeah, but they, they also came, they also went zero and four or zero and three last year in non-conference games, and not against good they teams. Still, and they still won the division. All right, that just speaks volumes of how weak this division is. Which gives me more hope that Nebraska should be able to win the division. That's true statement there. All right, so let's talk about the guy that you do love, there, uh, Derek. Let's talk about at Minnesota. Uh, I, I, I don't think this should be within seven points. I, their defense is bad. I don't think they. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Nebraska again this year. Less like they couldn't last year. I, I, I don't see this being a seven point within seven points at all. Tyler got my first one on the board, guys. I, I think this is a this is a, a coin flip type game within seven points, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, going on the road, and I, I tell you what, Derek, you know, I can't stand PJ Fleck. He is probably the most hated coach that's coaching today. He's my most hated coach anyway. Uh, but going on the road, the way that Minnesota played at the end of the year in the bowl game and stuff. They they really turned it around. They were a very young team last year. Those guys are only more experienced now. 
I really, really worry about this game. I really worry about this game. Last year, we came out ahead. It looked like a great win. And I was so happy because it was against that PJ Fuck. I mean, Fluck. Uh, but this year, I think this is a game that's going to be within seven. This game will be within seven. So uh, we have a bye week after Minnesota, and we're at home against Indiana. Derek, what do you think about that one? Again, no. This should not be within seven points. I think this is a team we should probably handle pretty easily. Tyler? Yeah, I I went back and forth on this one. This, this is probably the toughest one. For me to say within a touchdown or not, I, I I'm going to lean towards within a touchdown. I, I think this is I think this is a close game. Um, uh, yeah, I think this is a within a touchdown. I say no, I, and I was kind of back and forth as well. I just don't think they're quite there yet. I I think uh, they're they're doing some good things now, recruiting, but not this year. Uh, Indiana is one of those fun teams, though, you know. Indiana seems like they always play Ohio State really close. They'll play those big games really close, and they'll always drop a turn against teams that they should have no business with. So they're usually hard to figure out, but I'm going to say no this year. Yeah, go ahead. And they will be Tyler's surprise team. That's almost guaranteed every year. No, 100%. not not since me and Tyler got burned. Was that three years ago, Tyler? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Two years ago, whatever, whatever it was. Me and Tyler were high on Indiana that year, and Tyler's drinking straight from the bottle right now. Oh no, he's pouring. Okay, all right, he needs another bourbon. We all need more bourbon. Hey, at Purdue, a fun game, a very fun game right here. Jeff Brom, one of the most exciting wide receivers in the conference. Uh, Derek, what do you think? Not within seven. I, I'm not convinced on on Purdue uh, without David Blau. They got uh, Sindelar out there. I'm not convinced he's going to be real great. Uh, he's been pulled a couple other times because they didn't trust him. Turns the ball over too much. Rondell Moore, I, people are going to start focusing on him when it comes to defenses. I, he'll still get his yards. He'll still, still be dynamic, but he's going to be the main focus of that offense. And their defense just seems to keep getting worse and worse every year since they, uh, uh, the coach has been there. I just I, I, not their, their bowl game left a bitter taste in my mouth, and I think they're going to continue to get beat up. They have like nine returning starters on defense, though. Yeah, but they gave up 56 points and a half. Do you really want those starters back? I'm saying, Tyler, what do you think? Within a touchdown. I I, I mean, this is a game I I think, you know, I'm not buying Purdue as a conference contender, but you put this on the road with a guy like uh, Moore, who might be as good of a player as there is the Big Ten. I mean, if if I had to do a stack ranking of the Big Ten players, I mean, Jonathan Taylor and him are the top two players that come to mind in the Big Ten this year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a tough game. Um, you know, I, I like what, what Purdue's doing. I, I really do. I mean, they're no longer a laughing stock. I mean, I remember when we lost to Purdue under Mike Riley, 
you know, it, it was a like a fireball offense. And I, I don't see Purdue that same way anymore. I, I, I'm not saying I think they're world beaters, but I like what Purdue's doing. Yeah, people want Mike Riley to go out on the 50-yard line and do commit, commit Harry Carey, you know? Just like, all right, just go out there and kill yourself, dude. You lost to Purdue? To How Purdue? could you do that with a backup quarterback? I mean, and, and nowadays, I mean, honestly, like, and Derek, you say what you will about not buying them, but, like, you got to admit, you don't see Purdue in the same light you saw them three years ago, right? I mean, you've got to no, see No, them. you're right. I think they're better. I just don't. I still don't think they're there. I mean, they say I think they got a lot of recruiting left to do too. They they have one dynamic player. I'll give them Rondell Moore is a fantastic player. And you're right, Tyler. He might be one of the best players in the in the damn conference. I just don't think you're going to be able to beat a team with one player. I mean, I, again, not saying I'm not saying we're losing the game. I haven't made my choice yet, but I I do think this is a game that. You know, Huskers, you better get your bourbon, you better get your whiskey, you better do whatever you need to do. But that, that that's a game I think you're going to be watching all four quarters wait for that conclusion. I'm not going to discount Purdue because they have a lot more wins over the last two years than we do. A lot more wins. And last year's game was, I mean, it was ugly. It was How many is a lot? They only had two more wins last year. So? They went bowling. Okay. They were bowling the year before. That doesn't seem like a lot to me, but okay. I, I don't care how you want to spin it. They got the best in Nebraska last year. And I think this is going to be a dogfight this year. Going on the road, I, I'm complete with Tyler. I think their defense is going to be a little bit improved. Defense was, uh, at, that's been their little down. Uh, I kind of killed them last year. But I think their defense will be better. Jim, their Brown, offense has been good for a while. Their their offense uh, yeah. has had some playmakers. Jeff Brown's an offensive genius. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, if their defense takes any step forward, and you got to imagine just the experience alone will make them a little bit better. I mean, you're yeah. right. I mean, it's going to be. A, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a good game. But if you remember, Jeff, but if you remember when Jeff Brom had in his first year, everyone was so surprised because that defense was so good, and he was such a he was the offensive guy, so no one expected defense to be good, and they were really good that first year. And then last year they were kind of garbage. So it just seems like his defenses are getting worse, and I don't know that that trend just all of a sudden goes back to being good after a year. So they went six and six regular season, right? Last year. I don't think Jeff Brom returned to Purdue after all those offers and a huge offer from Louisville to go back to Purdue to go like five and seven. I, I just, I just don't buy it. No coach, no coach goes back to school to do that. Just because he didn't, okay. just because that's all he went back there doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, but I believe he he knows what Johnson he knows what he has. Yeah, he didn't want to go to the, he didn't want to go to that shit show called Louisville that's had nothing but problems over the last five years. I mean, I don't, I think he went back to Purdue for a reason. He started something, and he thinks that there's going to be a shining light at the end of the tunnel. And it, it it will not happen this year, but he's he has that program headed in the right direction. They're no longer a laughingstock, Derek. I mean, I, I know you still want to belittle them. And everything. I'm not calling them a laughingstock. I just said they're not there. I don't. No not different there. than you're saying with Indiana. They're just not there yet. Yeah, and, and I feel the same way about this game going on the road there. 
I think this game is going to be a lot tougher than what you give it credit for. I'm not saying we're going to win by six touchdowns, guys. I just don't think it's within seven. I know. And, and that's fine. But I don't know. We'll see. After after Purdue, we have another bye week. Isn't that that's so weird? Have uh, bye weeks within two, a two-week period. You know? A bye week. Play two games and another bye week. That, that's just crazy. Uh, well, look, can we pause there for a quick second? Go ahead. Like, like, doesn't that just change the dynamic to the season to you? I, I, I didn't fact check this, and maybe you guys did. When's the last time we had a season like that? You, you, you know, we kind of all two bye weeks, two bye weeks. I don't remember, but like, I don't recall. It happens. It happens like two years out of every six. But, okay, but let's. Does it really? Up. Yeah, because of the way the calendar works out between Labor Day and, and Thanksgiving. But okay, but let, let's just pause. But like, we we all we all have us like going through our non-conference schedule pretty easily. I mean, th- th- no one has this tough Illinois, whatever. And then and then you get to the meat of the season, the next the last eight games. And you get two bye weeks in there. Th- that's really advantageous for this team. I mean, it really yeah. is. Um, I, I don't know. I again, I haven't. We'll do a lot more research before we make our picks, but I gotta believe this puts us in a really advantageous spot to maybe win an extra game that we shouldn't have won. Yeah, that, that whole that whole calendar thing. I just learned last night. Listen to the Husker Online show. So if that information's not correct, blame them. But that's what they told me last night. So I don't want to sound too smart, and I don't want to take credit if it's wrong. So. <laughs> or take the blame if it's wrong is what you're saying. <laughs> so wow, I, I I don't know. So six years ago we had two bye weeks in one season. They're, 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 I think I, I thought know. they said it was two weeks out of every six years. So it happens about every third year, really. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't just, know. I don't you know, pay that don't close know. of attention to our buyes, but that's just what size, they said. You know, that, that kind of sucks for uh, the season, though. I'm not. I, I mean, I love it for the team, but God, two weekends I'll have to go without Huskers. I mean, God, I'll get some chores done those weekends. There'll probably be another great football game on, and yeah, man, you're not going to get anything done. Yeah. None of us are. We'll sit and drink beer and watch football like we do any other weekend. I'll watch Purdue versus Illinois. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it. Whatever. All right, guys, we got three games left here. Uh, we're at home against Wisconsin, Derek. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to lean towards no on this one. Really? Yeah. Is that a good no or a bad I'm not no? not saying. I'm just saying. Hey, can't say. A.K.A., no. that's a bad no. Um he, he he pulled the Ohio State with Justin Knight. I I got this within a touchdown, guys. I I, I I'm not convinced what Wisconsin is going to bring the Lincoln. Um, it's at home. We have we're coming off a bye. I don't know who's playing quarterback for Wisconsin. I mean, I I don't know what they're doing. I know they got Jonathan Taylor. I know that he's dynamic. I know their defense is going to be good because it's Wisconsin and it's always good. But I, I am not a believer. I don't know what that offensive line looks like in Wisconsin anymore. It's going to be good. It's just like the defense. 
Well, the offensive but I, line's I, always going to be good. I, again, I, I was looking at Phil Steele, and again, we're, we referenced this in the beginning because right now, I mean, we take a lot of our non-conference from what other people say. He has them ranked. Sit. Uh, he has them ranked. Let me make sure I got this right. Uh, the second best offensive line in the Big Ten. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a little. <laughs> bit, I thought I was just fact checking. I thought it was a little bit low. I, I again, I'm not convinced that their offensive line is going to be as good as it has been. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close game because um, it is Wisconsin and there will be good, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a close one, I think, in Lincoln. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I just think history that we've played hit Wisconsin, I mean, sure, we, we, we've we played them close a few times. I don't think we're going to get blown out by them. I think we're getting better and they'll probably take a step back from last year, but it's it's going to be a close game. It, it really is. Jonathan Taylor is, he's the real deal. Their offensive line, Tyler, you, you're talking about it. They're not, go, they're not going anywhere. Even a bad offensive line at Wisconsin is something that I'd take every single day at Nebraska, you know, post-2000, you know. So, yeah, I have this as a close game. Well, and, and, you, and you take out, since Bo Pelini left, you know, the, even last, I mean, Nebraska's played competitive with Wisconsin every year since Bo Pelini has left. I, I, Bo Pelini's defense had no answer to what Wisconsin did. Yeah. Even Mike Riley, you know, he had a year where we lost by like two touchdowns to them. And that was his worst. I mean, we've played competitive against Wisconsin three year, three out of the last four years. Um, I, I, yeah, even the, and again, even Mike Riley's year where we got beat up, you know, decently was a, still a, a fight to some degree i i just i think we we've kind of moved past the days of this uh this wisconsin just bowling us like we saw under Bo Pelini. well uh, you, again yeah. again the, see this is why i this is hard to define when you guys talk about within seven points you automatically think that if i don't think it's within seven points it's gonna be a blowout i don't, I don't think, no, so I think it's I, a blowout I, you just don't think it's within a touchdown it could be a not, 10 point game right that's I, not a blowout i hear you i hear you I hear you, Derek. <laughs> hey, I just want to throw this out there also. With the exception of last year, uh, for the last five years, Wisconsin had double-digit wins. Three of those years, they played in the Big Ten title game. Just because last year may have been a down year, I don't know if that's going to set a trend. They're, they're still going to be a tough team, guys. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. Are they better now that Hornybrook is not there anymore? Because Wisconsin fans had a very you know, mixed relationship with that individual. And I don't think he was as bad as a lot of the Wisconsin fans thought he was. I think he was a decent quarterback, but they're I guess it depends on who their quarterback's going to be. They're going to go with that Graham Mertz, that four, high four-star, almost five-star uh, quarterback. It kind of depends what he can do as a true freshman. If they're going to go with Cone, I think they're going to struggle with that guy. Jack Cone is like all the games they lost last year was with him leading the way. I mean, every time Hornerbrook was hurt last year is when they lost. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not buying. I, if Wisconsin's a stock this year, I'm not buying it. I just, I don't, I, I just don't think this is the same Wisconsin team we've seen. So okay, uh, I'm going to add this here. They had eight wins last year. 
Do they exceed eight wins this year? Ooh, I'm going to go no. No? No. Their schedule is brutal. And if Jonathan Taylor, you guys can kind of dry hump him all you want, but the guy fumbles the ball a lot. And if he continues to do that, they're not going to win a lot of games. Fair. Better. Better. So I I think they're actually seven and five regular season. I'm I'm throwing out eight wins just because I think, I don't think they're that terrible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, Derek, you say it's a brutal schedule. I mean, their road games are at USF, at Illinois, at Ohio State, at Nebraska, at Minnesota. They get Michigan, Northwestern, Central Michigan, Kent State, Michigan State, Iowa, and Purdue all at home. I, I, I'm with. I think they're an eight win team. Maybe I think that's about where they are. I think that's a good line for them. Um, I, I yeah, I think. I think about eight win team. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at their schedule, I concur. Eight wins sounds about right. So they don't exceed. Yeah. So I can't wait for that game though, because I wanted to finally punch it in their face that we can win, but we'll see. Oh we do it. Jesus. Uh at Maryland, new head coach. Uh, God, Maryland, they've had a lot of drama in their program lately, you know. Derek, what do you think about this matchup here? This should not be within seven points. Uh, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but they haven't had a consistent quarterback over the last, like, two or three years. They've had two or three different quarterbacks every year. I just – you don't win that way. You got a new, you got a new uh, coach in there. I don't know – what he's going to do. The only team Maryland's good at beating is Texas, which we can all agree is awesome. Tatter? Yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit closer. Um, I, I Again, I don't know what the new head coach is going to bring, but I, what I do know is Maryland's recruited well over the years. Um, they've got a good running back. We're going to come off of a what I project to be a dog fight. What Derek thinks we're going to get blown out against Wisconsin. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Never said that. Um, <laughs> Derek loves Wisconsin, but anyway, I I I think this is going to be a dog fight uh, through through. I, I you know that Wisconsin game. I I do think this is going to be a little bit close. Um, I got this within a touchdown too. You do so. So I want to talk about this. Uh, Michael Oxley, the new head coach for Maryland Turpins. So prior to coming to Maryland. His head coaching record was like three and thirty-four. Is that right, or three and thirty-one, or something? I don't think it's quite that bad. But he coached an interim year at Maryland, where he was like three and nine, I think. But his head coaching career, his head coaching career is well below. I don't have my Phil Still Tyler. Look it up. I don't have my Phil Still magazine handy. It'll tell you right in the Phil Still magazine. For all those who don't have it, go get it. Uh, so. We are officially no. a commercial for Phil Still. <laughs> Maybe he'll pay he us to us, do the podcast. He pays us $25 a reference. No, no, no. At least give us a free oh. magazine. That's all I ask. He, his, career three three his career is 3 and 31. His career is 3 and 31. Okay, it, it is that bad. All three of his wins Shit. came, at, I think, at Maryland in a interim year, I think. If I no, he, had, right. yeah, he went 1 and 5 at Maryland in an okay, interim okay. year. 
Either way, the guy has three total wins. How do you get a head coaching job at a Power 5 school with three total wins? Because you were an offensive coordinator at Alabama. That's that, all it takes. That's, that's how he coached for Nick Saban. Coach for Nick Saban. Uh, that just sounds like disaster to me. I think they were better off keeping, what was it, Matt Canada? That was the interim last yeah, year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He did well. He did well. I thought they should have kept him. Like, I, yeah. I was rooting for the guy. Like It was a terrible situation. He seemed to keep things at bay. He coached the team pretty well. They won some games. They beat Texas. They beat Texas. And, beat Texas. and again, you can't complain about that. Anybody who beats Texas is now our friends. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So. Yeah. Unless you have a player that die. <laughs> well, but, but you look at I mean, last year. Yeah, but I don't think he, he had nothing. To, lost Matt Canada point. had nothing to do with that. They, they lost one point against Ohio State. They lost two points against Indiana. I mean, and they, if you, even and if you losses, remember they that. Some compa- they, it was kind of when uh, uh, Orgeron was at USC. I mean, it, he had a little bit of momentum. It's, it's, it is shocking they didn't run it back with him, but. Yeah, if you, I, if you I, remember that Ohio State game, they went to overtime, and I think he lost on a failed two point conversion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it, it you know, what I mean, it is what it is. But I, we'll see what the new guy does. But um, I, I, again, Maryland has brought talent into that university. I mean, that that talent has not been an issue for them. You know, they have one of the better running backs in the Big Ten. I, I. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a believer in them, but I, I think they're they're a bold team. No, they're, they're not. No, they they are not. They return three on offense and four on defense. They're, they got a lot of they got a lot of shoes to fill there. Not that well, there were big just, shoes to fill in the first place. Judging by the coach's record, he ought to win one game because he wins one every <laughs> year. Okay, but the, the non-conferences, Howard, Syracuse, and Temple, I mean, they play Rutgers because they're in the East. I mean, that's four wins right there. Fuck, I yeah, don't who, know. Who did Temple beat last year that everybody thought they had no chance of beating? Did they beat uh, Northwestern or – it was a Big Ten team, I'm pretty sure. I, I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. It was like, it was like a no-shit moment. But anyway. We gotta get through this. We got one game, guys. Iowa, Tyler's favorite team. Take off that yellow shirt and make your prediction, Tyler. Oh, I, I, it's gonna be within a touchdown. I, I think it's uh, it's gonna be a close one. Derek, I, I agree with that one on Tyler. I think this will be a close game. Yeah, I I, I agree also. Just because Iowa. They've just proved to be a nemesis of Nebraska. We just can't get over. We just can't get over that. I I want to so bad just beat the hell out of these guys. That time's coming. I think it's just not. We're just not. It won't be this year. I don't think it'll be this year. I think you're right. I think uh, AJ Espinosa is going to be a tough cookie to crack because he's he he had ten and a half sacks last year and he wasn't even a starter. Like. That's what you have on your defensive line. I think we're going to struggle against our defense again. All right. So I tallied the scores real quick, and I don't know if I should reference that poll question again or just give our answers out. So uh, the poll question was, how many games do you think uh, that 
Nebraska will be will play within seven points. You know, win or loss, whatever. Tyler, you had six games this season will be decided by seven points or less. Derek, you had three games, just three games decided by three or less. And I had five games decided by three or less. Uh, which, which, I, like I, I, I said, like I said, halfway through, like it's a lot lower than you guys anticipated. Hell, Tyler was talking about seven or eight games, and Justin, you were agreeing with him. Yeah. Well, as I sat down and looked at the games, I think some of the games will be a lot closer. But you know what? Some of those games that I decided was, you know, I don't think Nebraska is going to lose by that much either, you know? No, I get it. I, and, again, I, this is where trying to decide whether it's going to be within seven points is so difficult because just because I don't think it's going to be within seven, a ten-point game can be a dogfight. Well, okay, but, the, you know, when we, the, the the reason we talked about this, I think, you know, there's a lot of hype around the Huskers. And what, what I, I believe is – that right now, you look at this season, win or lose, I, I believe there are a lot of games on this schedule that are borderline, that are going to be one possession. And when you get down to one possession, things, crazy things happen. You know, you win by two-point conversions, field goals, the little things matter. And, you know, the coaching matters. And this is what's going to make or break the season for the Huskers. As, as we start really diving into this, I, I think this reminds me a lot, you know, uh, of that first year with Mike Riley, and I, I believe it was 2011 with uh, uh, Bo Pelini, where there was just you're going to be sitting there, and there's going to be these last minute drives, and I that's what I see this team being. I think there's half games we're going to be seeing going with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and there is not a winner decided yet, and yeah. and. and can Adrian Martinez and company make the plays to do it? This may be the, one of the harder years I've had to predict for the Huskers. Um, I've been wrong the last two years because I thought we were going to be better than four and eight the last two years. But right now, this is the hardest year I can remember in recent history predicting what the Huskers' record is going to be. Hey, it's on Scott Frost, too, to call better plays. And the time management, the clock management last year was so suspect. For especially the beginning of the, the year, the beginning of the year it was. I, I think as the year went on, yeah. I think he got better. But you know, the Colorado game, better. the Colorado game, you probably have a chance, a real legitimate shot at winning that game if you call better plays and don't hike the ball with 18 seconds left on the clock. Sure, sure. So there, there, there's a lot to be said, you know, on how this team, players and coaches, how they react this year. Uh, I think the. You know, I think the schedule is very favorable for a great season this year if they can take advantage and just do the little things right. And I, I think we're going to get there, guys. But uh, we're going to get into our predictions here in a couple weeks. Uh, all three of us will be meeting up next weekend in Omaha, so that's going to be a freaking fantastic time. I can't wait for that. Uh all the cousins will be there, so it's always a special time when all the cousins get to hang out. So looking forward to that. Uh, so I will see you there. But before we go, we got to do last call. No topics off limits. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call goes to the NBA free agency. 
I, I am a big NBA guy. I think if you've listened to the podcast, I think last calls for me are almost always NBA related. Um, and this free agency is as good of a week and a half as I've seen. You know, you've seen the Anthony Davis trade, you see KD go in the Nets. But I, I will tell you, the NBA has got shook up unbelievable. Uh, I, I Right now, besides college football, the NBA is the most exciting thing. I wish it could start tomorrow. This free agency has completely changed the dynamic of the lead. I, I am pumped for it. Derek? Well, I don't know if the free agency is shaking it up as much as the injuries. Having KD out for a year and Clay Thompson out for a year already kind of ruined it for me. I don't care about the NBA as much as Tyler does. Uh, KD will be he Clay won't be back play. this year with Clay a torn Achilles tendon. He ain't coming back this year. Clay, Clay, t- ACL. He'll be back by February. No. Uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, you know, I, I earned a new respect for Kawhi Leonard. He could have easily went and joined that shit Lakers team with douchebag LeBron and uh, hey, AD. Hey, watch your language. This is a family podcast. Douchebag LeBron. Um that's better. <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, he could have went and joined them, and they could have been. I mean, he could he could have went the KD route and went and joined a team that looked like they were set up to win everything. But he said, "You know what? No, I'm gonna go to the other team in that city, and I'm gonna kick your ass." So I think that's kind of cool, the guy. Hey, I'm with Tyler. I mean, I've been like hashtag Team Tyler this entire episode. Uh, but I think with all this free agency going on, man, it's it's like dynamic duos against dynamic duos. I think it's going to make the regular season that much more entertaining. Damn sure going to make the playoffs more interesting. I think that the, the wealth has spread to enough teams to make enough teams quality contenders. Uh, I, I think you're going to see, you know, a handful of teams out of each league where it's be like, hey, those guys could actually contend for a title. Where, you know, in the past, it hasn't been that way. A couple here, a couple there. That's it. So I'm really excited for all the dynamic duos that have been created. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Derek, last call to you. All right. I'm going to go to the NFL. And I don't do the NFL very often. And People know this. People, so the people who know me know why I don't do the NFL very often. But the NFL is just changing the rules left and right now. And now they're trying to make more money because they don't make enough, apparently. Apparently, like, billions of dollars a year is not enough. And they want to add two games in and have an 18-game season. But we've got to keep player safety in mind. So to keep player safety in mind, we're only going to allow each player to play in 16 games, which means i got to sit here and watch a shit show of two games from every team of a bunch of backups in because we can't have our players playing. Just keep them as the preseason games and just leave it alone. NFL, I will say this. NFL, if you want to start making money again or start being profitable as good as, start watching what the NBA is doing. The NBA is catering to their players, catering to their fans, and they're doing the things right when it comes to the way they run that business. Roger Goodell, retire. Let somebody else run that business because you suck. That is a terrible idea if that comes to pass. I would absolutely hate if that rule came to pass where they want to play 18 games, but they don't want to let the best NFL players play in all 18. That waters down the sport. It waters it down to a degree where I don't care about watching it anymore. Why, why would you want to see 
the Patriots play 18 games, but Tom Brady plays just 16 of them. Why? It makes zero sense. I don't think it adds anything to the conference. It waters it down. It's a freaking stupid idea if it comes to pass. Don't do it. Tyler? I, 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 Justin, you, you seem pretty upset about this. I am. Um, I, I, do you, do you need to take? Do you, do you need to take a minute? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know you are a very gentle soul, and you're a little snowflakey, and you know this upsets you. I, guys, I don't know. I, if this happens, I don't know. It, it's more football. I'll watch football. I like really? football. I'll watch it. Okay. I mean, I, I've watched a lot of crap football in my life. I, I, I watch. I watch Rutgers play some team. Uh, if I watch Rutgers football, I'm sure Tam gonna watch some decent players. Plus, maybe we'll actually see some more Esters make it the NFL. So maybe see Jordan Westerkamp or Kenny Bell make an NFL roster. So yeah, I'll watch it. My, my biggest concern, just before we move on, my biggest concern with this is it trickles down to the college game. And they sit here and go try and go, well, the college players have to sit out one game too. And then all of a sudden you're going to have all these teams do the Alabama thing where you every year put an FCS school on there. And then you play all your backups in that one game. When You should just put a bye week in that week rather than play your backups. Like It doesn't well, make any sense to me to, to, to schedule a game just to put backups in. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they want to expand to 18, go to 18. Okay. I have no problem going to 18. But if the league is mandating that players can only play in 16, that's where I have a problem with. If some of these players deem that due to player safety that they cannot play in 18 games themselves, that is fine. They can bench themselves. But the league should not mandate that they have to sit out two games. First of all, it's probably not the league. It's probably the players' association. Second of all, I, I again not knowing okay. the backstory on this. I'm guessing they're going to get rid of preseason games. No one watches those. At least these games matter a little bit more. I again, I, I I wouldn't say this would be my vote, but God, I'm not butthurt over this like Justin is. I mean, I think he's going to lose sleep over this tonight. It's it's a terrible idea, terrible decision. I yeah. I'm going to have to drink a lot more bourbon to, to uh, wash this away. Hey, last call to me. And I want to give kudos to those women out there winning the uh, World Cup. USA women. USA. 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 Awesome. Way to go, girls. You kicked it. You kicked some ass out there. But you know what you need to do? You need to learn how to celebrate modestly. I mean, you guys are a fucking embarrassment to the nation. The way that you guys embarrassed, the way that you guys celebrated, all the little videos that you girls did, it's not cute. It's not funny. It's an embarrassment. You guys are like trailer trash girls out there. I mean, no, it is completely embarrassing. And, you know, I know a lot of the people like, oh, well, you're not cool. You don't think that they should have fun celebrating. You know what? You girls don't deserve a Wheaties box cover. That was the trashiest stuff that I've ever seen in my life about anybody celebrating a championship. I've never seen anything like it. It is just completely crazy. There's videos out there on Twitter everywhere about these girls they're making the videos themselves so if you haven't seen it 
Well, just look because they're they are out there. ESPN and Fox, they're not broadcasting these celebration videos with good reason because they can't. They are completely vulgar. They are completely trashy. I mean, these girls are an embarrassment to the nation. It is so bad that I will root against these girls next year. I will root against these girls even if they play the Iranians. And I hate Iranians. I hate them. Derek, what do you think? I think I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve everything. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know what beer, Derek. you know what i don't care about soccer if all the soccer in the world stopped playing i would be happy i'd rather watch cricket than soccer i'd rather watch lacrosse than soccer i'd rather watch a no-legged man run a sprint than soccer so yeah well after seeing these girls celebrate i'm with you i am completely with you tyler what do you think here oh justin my god your outrage I mean, the things that get you fired up. I mean, you're such a little gentle snowflake, and it's very cute, and it, it's precious, really. But I, I you know, <laughs> I, all I can say is I, I am not this deeply offended person. Um, but, you know, it's women's soccer. I'm happy that the United States won. Um, you know, it's great that we won that. They, they, they were dominant. They were dominant throughout. I, you know, I, I will tell you that I have not given a second thought to it since the game ended. I, I, I don't really watch normal team celebrations, uh, championship celebrations. I'm certainly not going to watch a sport that I don't really care about celebrations. Um, oh, the, the, so, can we, can yeah, we talk it, to ESPN it, 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 about quit showing us crap? Because I'd really love my ESPN to go back to normal. I'm tired yeah, of there's about not, soccer. There's nothing really relevant going real on in sports. sports right now. They, they got to keep go playing. To real I, I, <laughs> yes. Again, yeah, I, I mean, we're we're almost a football season. Justin will get really upset about something there. We know the NFL. He, he just, for all the listeners, take it easy on Justin. He, he, he gets offended. I mean, Tyler, he, get he off is, my lawn, get off my lawn, <laughs> get off my microphone. Get, go away. Go away. Hey guys, we got to get out of here. Cause Tyler's fucking crazy. Uh, so <laughs> how many F-bombs are you going to drop Justin? You know what? It's Friday we night. We're no we're, longer even PG 13. We're almost we're, rated R now. We're no longer Justin. a family show. I hate to tell everybody. I think, I think we're allowed four f bombs by the FCC. Is that what it is? I, I think, think he all of them. And Derek and I would like to say the f word every now and again. So all right, we're gonna be at twelve. All right. Hey, <laughs> we're gonna be. We got to get out of here, guys. And I will see you guys next weekend. Savannah's gonna crush you, Justin. Well, who is Savannah? Savannah. Yeah. Well, you know. Savannah's going to agree with me because she agrees with everything we say. But, hey, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Send all hate mail to Shafemania, at Shafemania. <laughs> <laughs> like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere today. May not be on Monday. but uh, So check us out on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Write us a five-star review if you have good things to say. If not, fuck you. Give us feedback on behalf of Derek and Tyler. I'm going to see you guys next weekend. And as always, go be good. Go be good time. Go be fucking red. <laughs>